We shall now turn to this first book of Samuel, chapter 1. And we shall read again at verse 17. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way, and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. We are easily depressed. Sometimes the cause is physical illness. It might be an imbalance of chemicals in the blood, might be a tumour on the brain, might be something that requires surgery or something that requires drug treatment. But often depression in our experience is just part of the common human experience. It's something that has no physical cause, but something rather that we suffer from as a result of circumstances and our own attitude to these circumstances. The fact that it's part of the common human experience does not mean that the situation is hopeless. God wants us to be happy. He created us in his own image to glorify and enjoy him. God wants us to enjoy him. He wants us to be happy. Paul says to us several times, Rejoice in the Lord. Again I say unto thee, rejoice. We're told time and again to be joyful in the God of our salvation. If we will follow the directions that God gives us, he will fill our hearts with joy. The trouble is that we don't listen to God. We don't listen to what he says. And therefore, our depression remains and sometimes it's almost as if we were nursing our own depression we almost seem to be enjoying being depressed and we hang on to it and we keep fueling it as it were rather than dealing with it facing up to it and dealing with it as God himself has laid down for us in the Bible he has promised to his own people joy unspeakable and full of glory. How can we get this joy when we're depressed? Here, first of all, we have a woman who's very obviously depressed. She was weeping, weeping profusely. Now, some people don't find it so easy to weep. There are some people 
and they're very good at hiding their emotions and some people aren't particularly of the weeping type they might be very deeply upset in their own hearts inside themselves and yet it doesn't really appear on the outside other people will weep for very little tears are produced very easily so the amount of tears doesn't really tell us how deeply depressed a person is but obviously they are a sign when somebody is weeping it's a sign that something is wrong and in this case we find Hannah weeping as an expression of her depression more than that we're told about her that she would not eat she didn't want to eat she couldn't be bothered eating couldn't be bothered making a meal for herself almost that was the, the that's the sort of idea that's that's here and that's what happens sometimes in people's experience they become depressed sometimes so depressed that they don't want to eat further we're told about her that she wouldn't join in the festivities they were going up to Jerusalem not, no rather they were going up to Shiloh where the temple was or the tabernacle at that time they were going up to Shiloh once a year for the feast but she didn't want to join in the feast she couldn't join in the festivities of the season and there are some people maybe some of you and you have felt the same way over Christmas and New Year depressed so depressed that you didn't really want to join in the festivities that other people were involved in you felt that it was silly and indeed some of it does go too far of course but yet we find here an indicator of depression not willing to join in the ordinary joviality of life and of special occasions feeling that everybody else was so foolish and so silly and so trivial and so superficial and further we're told about her that she went away on her own she didn't want to speak she didn't want to join with others she didn't want to talk she would have been quite happy to take to her bed to lie there and talk to no one all these things are signs indicators of depression and maybe they're things which you know in your own experience maybe you've been through this type of experience yourself or maybe you will shortly go through a time of depression it's not something uncommon well why was she depressed she was depressed because there was one thing that she wanted above everything else and it was denied to her there was one thing she really wanted she really really wanted this one thing 
but she couldn't get it. She wanted a child. She wanted a son. And the Lord had shut her womb. She had no children. This was her only ambition. It was her heart's desire. It was the one great longing of her life. And it was denied her. The years were going by, year after year, and still there was no child. It was made worse by the other wife, Penina, mocking her. This, of course, simply indicating how wrong and how improper bigamy is. It wasn't something that God had laid down from the beginning. It was something that sinful man had introduced. And we can see all the tensions that it brings. Penina made the situation worse, <coughs> mocking her. It's amazing how cruel some people can be. Sometimes the cruelty, as in this case, comes from jealousy. Penina wasn't loved, and Hannah was. And so Penina, jealous of Hannah, mocks her. Sometimes people can be cruel out of jealousy. Sometimes they can say terrible things out of spite, nastiness. But sometimes they can say things that really hurt and it's simply out of thoughtlessness. They don't realize how it is hurting. They don't realize how the other person is taking it. are not sensitive to the other person's feelings and maybe you have experienced this maybe people have said things to you maybe even just one person and it's really got you down perhaps it was purpose purposeful or maybe it was just thoughtlessness but it hurts here was Hannah obviously depressed depressed because she wanted to have a child above everything else a child was denied her the depression is getting worse made worse because of Penina's hard words now what do people say in a situation like that when you're depressed they often say to you count your blessings and it's a good thing to do. It's something we all must do. Whatever our situation is, count our blessings. Just think of how many good things we are enjoying. Think of Hannah. She had no physical need. There were many people in the world at that time and today who had no food or little food but she had plenty food there were people in the world who had few or no clothes she had plenty clothes there were people in the world who were homeless she had a home and a good home there were people in the world full of disease full of pain full of weakness she had her health and strength She had many blessings 
and you have many blessings that you ought to count as well. Not only that, Hannah had a husband. Many people don't have a husband or a wife to share with and to support them. She had a husband. And not only did she have a husband, but she had a husband who loved her. And that too is a very precious thing. Some people have a husband or a wife that don't love them, that are unfaithful to them, or that just love themselves and are selfish and aren't concerned for the other party. But she had a husband who loved her. That was something Penina didn't have. Penina had a husband and she had children, but she didn't have a husband's love, and she craved for it. Does Elkanah not say to her, Am I not better to you than ten sons? Do I not love you more and do everything I can for you? Not only that, she was given a worthy portion. She was given double, more than the rest. She had many blessings that she could count, and so have you. But that didn't alter the fact that there was one thing that she really wanted, and one thing that she didn't have. One thing was denied her, and it grieved her to the core. Now maybe you in your depression have counted your blessings, and yet your depression remains because there's still this thing that bothers you. There can be so many things bothering us. I don't know what it is that's bothering you, what it is that's getting you down, what it is that's worrying you, what it is that's troubling you and distressing you. We all have different experiences. We're all affected by different things. But let us look at the answer to depression. It's so simple. It's really simple. It's so simple that people are reluctant to use it and to trust it. And yet it's the only answer to depression. And it's a perfect answer. To all our mourning, to all our grief, to all our struggles, to all our temptations, to all our trials, to our deepest depressions, there's an answer. What did she do in our bitterness of soul at the end of the day that transformed everything? She didn't deny that she was depressed and she didn't deny that she was really bitter 
in her soul. But what did she do? She went into the temple and she opened her heart before the Lord and she told God everything. She came to him and she wept before the Lord. I wonder, are you doing your weeping before people, mourning and groaning before them, depressed and troubled to men and to women who cannot help you? Surely God is calling you to come to, your, to, come to himself with all that's getting you down, with all that's distressing you to come to God. He's the one who can help. People can't. She comes and she unburdens herself. She weeps. She prays. In her prayer, she tells God exactly what, she, what she's feeling and exactly what she wants. Why are you letting troubles crush you down? When God says to you, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will. Not I might, but I will give you rest. You're burdened, you're depressed, you're troubled, you're worried, you're in fear, you're in darkness. I will give you rest. Come, open your heart. Tell God everything. Spread it all before him. Don't hold anything back. Tell him what you feel. Tell him what you fear. Tell him what you desire. Tell him how desperate your situation is. Weep before him. We're told something else about her. She made a vow unto the Lord. She vowed to the Lord that if the Lord would give her a son, then she would give that son to God. Now when we come with our prayers to God, God makes certain demands. Yes, we must come with our vows, and we too must pay our vows to the Lord. There are many people and they say, Oh, if only I got better of this sickness. Lord, I would do this and I would do that. And I would seek you and serve you and be a different person. If only you'd get me out of this trouble, then Lord, what would I not do for you? Then when they get out of the trouble, they forget about it all. There's an insincerity there. But God wants us to pay our vows to him. She vowed to the Lord that if the Lord helped her she would give to the Lord the son that he gave her 
Now when you come to God, remember that verse, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's immediately followed by the words, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. It's not enough to come to God and to cast your burdens upon the Lord. You must also take his yoke and the burden that he gives you. Do you think it's right for somebody to come and to tell God all their worries and to say to God, take away my worries. But then you're not prepared to give to God what he wants from you. That can't be right. If God is saying, son, daughter, give me thine heart. Give me your heart. And you come to him and you say, Lord, help me in this situation. Help me through it. And God has said to you and said to you from the moment that you came into this world, give me your heart. And you come and you give God your worries, but you won't give him your heart. Do you expect God to help you through your worries? To help you to overcome your problems? To enable you to get through your depression when you deny to him that which he requires of you a yoke which is easy a burden which is light that's what he gives us it's no use praying to God if we won't give him our hearts and our lives She came, she unburdened herself to God and she vowed that she would give to God the most precious thing she had or would have. You come, you pray, you tell God what you're feeling, what's worrying you, troubling you, burdening you and God demands of you the most precious thing you have or will have. Remember the rich young ruler came to Christ and he said, Lord, what, what do I have to do to get to heaven? And Jesus said to him, Go and sell all that you have and you'll get to heaven. Give to the poor and come and follow me. You'll get into heaven. The rich young ruler, his God, was his riches and he wouldn't part with them. God demands that we give the thing that is most precious to us, that we give it to him. Now I wonder what's most precious to you. What is the thing that means most to you? What is it that you love most in your heart? The most precious thing you have, the most precious pleasure you have, the thing you enjoy doing most, Will you give it up for God? That idol that you have in your life. Son, daughter, give me thine heart. Well, what does it mean to give God your heart? It means to give to God the most precious thing you have. It means to give to God the place that you once gave to something else. Maybe to a person maybe to a thing 
maybe to a job, maybe to a pleasure or activity. I don't know what it is. You know the thing that means most to you, that is most precious to you. Son, daughter, give me your heart. She vowed that if God would give to her a son, this thing that she yearned for above everything else, she would give that son to God. She got a son. And after two or three years when she had weaned the child, she gave that child to God to live in the temple and to serve the Lord. She got what she had promised, what she had prayed for, and she did what she had promised. Eli sees her praying in the temple and he thinks she's drunk he sees her there her mouth moving he sees her weeping and it's a sad reflection on the low state of religion at the time but it never crossed his mind that this woman was praying he thought she was just drunk go and sleep it off Put away your wine, go and sleep it off, he said to her. But when she told him that she was praying to the Lord, Eli changed and changed in his attitude to her. Sometimes we can be misunderstood, even by the Lord's people, even by the minister. Sometimes our experiences aren't recognized for what they are and people don't think of us the way they should poor Hannah they thought she was a drunk even the high priest the Lord's priest thought she was a drunk as she poured out her heart in prayer to God but then when she told Eli that she was praying Eli had words of comfort and encouragement. When she explained her experience to him, on the basis of God's promises, he said to her, Go in peace. The God of Israel will grant to you the petition that you have asked of him. Because God says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Go thy way, go in peace. You tonight are worried about something, burdened about something, depressed about something, troubled. What does God say to you tonight? Be careful for nothing. Be anxious about nothing. Be worried. Don't be worried about anything. But instead, what should you do? But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, 
and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Instead of being worried, troubled, depressed, pray to God in everything by prayer and supplicating God with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and you have this promise you have come with a burdened heart you have come with grief and sadness the peace of God which cannot be understood it's so great shall flood your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ every blessing comes to us through Jesus who died on Calvary's cross and we're told that the depression rose she said let thine handmaid find grace in my sight so the woman went her way and did eat and her countenance was no more sad the depression was gone she joined in the festivities she ate and drank and her countenance was no more sad she had come she prayed she poured out her heart to God she made her supplications and her requests she promised the Lord and vowed to the Lord what she would do and now she rejoices in the promises the wonderful promises that God makes in his word if only you and I in the day of our distress in the day of our depression the day of our worries and troubles would come to God would unburden ourselves to God then we too could get up and go away with a smile on our face leaving it all in his hands knowing that whatever our trouble whatever is bothering us whatever our loss God can sort everything out God can give to us what we re request and if he doesn't give to us what we request he can certainly give to us the help to cope with the situation we're in and to overcome. Hannah was given a son. She called his name Samuel, meaning God has heard. And then in due course, she gives that child to God. And it's interesting that God after that gave her other sons and daughters. She learned much through the experience but surely we can learn from it too. Is this passage talking to you tonight? Is it telling you instead of going on depressed, instead of nursing and clinging on to your depression Pray to God. Leave your depression with him. 
Pay your vows to the Lord. Give your heart to him. And rejoice. For his peace will keep your hearts. His joy will flood your life. As you trust in him and in his mercy. The one who says all things work together for good to them who love God to them who are the called according to his purpose pray to God love God and you can be sure of this you've got a great future in front of you O Lord our God, we pray that we would be kept from giving in to the devil who wants to make us dark and dismal and depressed and grieving, who wants to destroy all joy and happiness from our lives. Lord, we know that the place of misery and grieving and depression is hell. It's that pit, it's that darkness of eternal damnation. Thou hast prepared for thy people heaven joy and happiness yes and even in this world in this world which has been so destroyed by sin thou hast given to us thyself thy son thy peace and an answer to every prayer that we pray in the name of Jesus in faith so help us God to cast our cares and burdens upon thee, knowing that thou carest for us, to leave them in the Lord's hands, and to go on our way rejoicing. In Jesus' name we pray.